Don't wait weeks for your refund. Go to Jackson Hewitt today. For eligible clients, loans by Republic Bank and Trust Company, details at jacksonhewitt.com. This is where Montana talks. Montana talks with Aaron Flint. Yeah, we've got uh, Mary Todd. Always an honor uh, to see and get a chance to talk with Mary Todd, the author of Hard Drive, lives in the Flathead Valley. In fact, I was looking back in in some of my archives here from my uh, old uh, website. CBS News cites forensic experts who report that Dr. Shane Truman Todd whose family lives in Marion, Montana, did not write the suicide notes found near his body in Singapore. Prior to his death, Todd informed his family that he feared for his life because the company that he was working for may have been involved with transferring uh, U.S. national security information and U.S. national security secrets to China. That story uh, I wrote back on September 3rd of 2014. Uh, h- hard to believe that that was almost 10 years ago now. Mary Todd, always uh, always great to catch up with you, my friend. Thank you, Aaron. Thank you so much for having me. It's great to talk to you. When I heard about this spy balloon, I thought I've got to call in to Aaron Flint and talk to Montana, the people of Montana, to warn this is not a distraction. This is a serious national security crisis. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think that the spy balloon overhead finally woke a lot of Americans up to the real threat of the communist Chinese. Yes, but I will say it's not a spy balloon. Spying is a covert operation. This balloon is meant to intimidate and to humiliate the United States and to show the weakness of our administration. I really believe that when the you know, we need to wake up. When the news gives a narrative of something, we need to probably go to the opposite direction and figure out what really is going on. And they don't need a balloon to spy on us, but they are saying, in your face, we are in charge. Great point. Very well said. And and they, they might as well fly a, another banner, uh, another balloon over the country next week that says mission accomplished, because that's exactly what they accomplished. They flew the thing all across the United States of America. Yes, and what's interesting, um, Aaron, is that Tony Blinken is supposed to have a meeting with Xi Jinping, Xi Jinping in China. The, right, this happened, the balloon happened the eve before this big meeting that's supposed to show how united we are with China and how great they are. And they had the gall to do this right before this meeting. And you wonder why. What was their point? And we all know their point was to show domination. Well, and I thought it was a, it showed weakness on the part of our uh, Secretary of State to not continue with the trip. But then again, I don't think there. The, it, it sounds like very clearly now the purpose of the trip was was not to show American strength and American resolve in the face of the communist Chinese. The, the, like you say, the purpose of the trip was to whitewash this thing, just like the big white balloon that was overhead. And so they canceled the trip because they, because well, they they can't whitewash this now that it was flying in the face of of every American out here. I totally agree, Erin, and the thing that I, when I ran for Congress, what I kept telling people is that several elected officials on both sides of the aisle have been bought by the Chinese Communist Party. You think about Eric Swalwell, who, the congressman from California, who had physical relations with an alleged Chinese spy, and 
and Diane Feinstein, who had an operative Chinese operative right in her office. And then we have General Milley, who said, oh, China's not our enemy. It's a great power. And so we really need to wake up to what China is doing to our nation. And you saw this firsthand, I mean, yeah. from your very personal story that we've we've mm-hmm. talked about before. I mean, you saw how, you know, just when you think, okay, you're getting national news coverage, you are on multiple national news programs where all of their experts basically agreed with your conclusion that your son mm-hmm. did not commit suicide in Singapore. Mm-hmm. He was killed because he was raising yeah. the, the red flag over national security concerns dealing with China. And, and, and you had politicians like former Democrat Senator Max Baucus, who, who appeared like they were helping, they were trying to help, but then it, it went nowhere. Well, then he became the ambassador to China. Mm-hmm. And, <laughs> so now he's, so- and now he's making a bunch of money off of, off of his time as an ambassador to China from Chinese all, companies. That's the point. They're all making a bunch of money. When we have elected officials go into office and come out much, much richer than they went in, we need to question that. And that is one of the reasons I ran. I can't be bought. And so many have been bought. They own our businesses. You know, you think of BlackRock and tech firms and Hollywood and everything. Look at Bill Gates. He loves China. He thinks that China is a huge win for the whole world. It's it's really gotten out of hand. And then the CCP, of course, owns Joe Biden. And we all know Hunter Biden's laptop, the laptop from hell, and the former business partner, you know, Tony Bobolinsky. They, it provides ample um, evidence showing Joe Biden's partnership with the CCP. Yeah, Peter Schweitzer's done a great book, uh, also describing like exactly what you say about how both sides of the aisle have people. Yeah, red-handed, right, right is the name of the book, and there's there's about mm-hmm. six pages in Peter Schweitzer's book specifically talking about Max Baucus in uh, his deal. And you remember when 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 Hunter Biden was over in China. Uh, brokering these deals with the communist Chinese, Max Baucus was in the photograph for the handshake agreement. Uh, he is yep. front and center to this whole scandal as well, and he's got a really nice fancy house there uh, at the base of the Bridger Mountains in the in the Gallatin Valley, uh, thanks to money coming from the communist Chinese. Absolutely, and there's so many other names um, that, that Peter Schweitzer gives in this book. I highly recommend it to anybody, everybody to find out who's the elected official. He names names and he gives evidence behind what he's saying. It's really well done. Yeah. But when- Oh, hold, hold that thought, Mary Todd. We got a, a quick break here already. Uh, we'll take our quick break here. We'll go back to Mary Todd. We'll take your phone calls as well if you want to jump in on the conversation. Two nine four zero nine. Joseph Cordell, licensed in Missouri and Illinois only. One hundred one South Capitol Boulevard, Suite five hundred, Boise, Idaho eight three seven zero two. Broadcasting live across the great state of Montana, this is Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. All right, I'll get to your phone calls here in a second. Uh, get, we got Tim and Billings on the phones. Uh, wants to jump in on the conversation here with Mary Todd as well. Two nine four zero nine seventy is the number for you. This is the uh, this is the story that just came out this morning, or actually yesterday, uh, later in the day. From Defense News, Defense News, and I get this from the DOD Early Bird uh, Report. It's kind of think of it like the Politico uh, playbook newsletter for the for Defense News. Anyway, China 
now has more intercontinental ballistic missile launchers than the United States, according to a congressional notification from U.S. Strategic Command, or STRATCOM, which oversees our nuclear arsenal. Now, maybe people will pay attention to this kind of news after the balloon went up last week. Uh, we've been talking about this threat for, for years now uh, here on this program. Uh, Mary, Todd, I know uh, before we get to the phone calls, you, you had an important point you wanted to make just before the break there. Well, one of the important points that I really want to make is that this is a serious national crisis of the highest order, and we need to realize that those balloons can, can invent EMPs, electrical magnetic pulses, that float over the United States, and detonate into the atmosphere and wipe out our electric grid. And, you know, we've talked about that for years, that it could happen. There was a book written called One Second After. If that takes place, we're, we're basically done. Um, we've got to – we will have no – our cars won't work, our phones won't work, our electricity, everything will be out. And that's one way that China could really um, – mess with our national security and, and our safety. Yeah, and in 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 some ways, uh, like you say, an electromagnetic pulse type device could cause more harm than than something that actually impacted on the ground, even uh, based on you know some sorts of scenarios. And, and like you say, it would destroy all electronics. So think about it. Even our vehicles now, you know, even you don't even have to have an electric vehicle to have uh, electric components, computers on board that are critical for your vehicle. In fact, I, I had a friend. He's a he's a fellow Iraq veteran, and he's uh, he's selling his old uh, 1987 Chevy Silverado half ton. And I'm like, hey man, that thing's EMP proof. You might want to hold on to that bad boy. That's exactly right. In fact, any cars before 1970, hold on to them. Our tractors or anything, these old things are going to be worth a lot. But it's things people don't even think about. And the other thing I wanted to say is that this has been going on for a long time. China has been under it with a plan to take over as the world power. It's called the 100-Year Marathon. A book was written by Michael Pillsbury about um, their secret plans to dominate by 2049, and that's another reason I ran for office is to warn people they're not taking this seriously. And right now, you know, we need to work together both sides of the aisle against this threat because they're trying to minimize this horrific situation by falsely claiming that the CCP flew over with three spy balloons under the um, Trump administration is a total lie. And we need to start fighting for our nation together. That's right. That's right. All right, let's uh, jump into the phone lines here as well as we talk with Mary Todd. Tim in Billings, did you have a quick question or comment? Good morning. I uh, I am wondering if it's possible, if not plausible, that uh, when we lost our ability, not our ability, but we, when our planes were grounded in the United States and then in Canada the next day because of some software glitch, was this a, was this a, a previous test run sent over by some other balloon? Because we know that our media and our administration would flat out lie if that was the case, because they've been proven so. And and to get to Miss Todd's point that she's making, our politicians, our media, they are paid for by the Chinese. It's an it's a you know it's an incursion rather than an invasion. I when George was uh, co or hosting for you one of the first times that I recall, I, I had read an article out of the Epic Times. 
and they had a list of uh, supposed advertising dollars spent with these different media companies by uh, Chinese companies that were owned by the CCP, and it was hundreds of millions of dollars, and they weren't advertising anything. They were steering the media coverage. They've been bought and paid for, and, and they run cartoons on these channels for little kids to learn Chinese. Ni hao, Kai Lan. So you can learn the language of your future oppressors. It's, it's disgusting. Well, and NBC in particular, you know, they want to sell programming to the billion-plus people uh, in China, so they cower to the communist Chinese. I saw a friend of mine uh, was talking about LeBron James, uh, the basketball player, yesterday, and LeBron James is now claiming that he is the GOAT. He is the greatest of all time. And it's like, well, first off, if you are the GOAT, it's kind of like the Margaret Thatcher quote. You wouldn't need to tell people that you are. They would say it for you. Now, without getting into the whole Michael Jordan truly is the greatest of all time basketball player, let me just say that LeBron James is another example of the selling out of America. He'll attack Americans, but he won't dare attack actual racism and actual genocide taking place in China right now. Uh, Tim, thanks for the call. Mary Todd, your thoughts. Well, I would just like to give a quote by uh, Michael Pillsbury, who is the one that wrote the 100-Year Marathon, and he was U.S. government's leading expert in China. And he says that the CCP views America, Americans and their leaders as, quote, barbarians who will be the architects of their own demise. And frankly, Aaron, that is what is happening. Yeah, and we see the the way that people are purposely causing division in this country, trying to divide Americans. They're pushing this radical uh, woke agenda that is clearly designed to to really fundamentally transform America into a nation that would be unrecognizable. Uh, you know, so I did this BBC po- uh, interview on Friday morning talking about the uh, the China intimidation balloon. I mean, we got to come up with a good phrase to, to, to describe it as as well as you did there. So. The, the China punk balloon where they punked out the administration, however we want to call it. But yeah. but I said this to the BBC. I, I said, look, we here's how Montanans now see this whole spy balloon is that we see this, you know, not only was this spy balloon hovering over our nuclear missile silos, which are one leg of the nuclear deterrence triad for our nuclear arsenal. But we see a triad of Chinese intelligence. you got the spy balloon overhead. You've got the communist Chinese buying land near our nuclear missile silos. And then how many people have a Chinese spy device in their pocket right now with this TikTok app? And and they kind of, oh, well, 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 that's a little bit more of an extreme position than lawmakers in the U.K. are taking right now. And it's like, well, of course it is, because you guys are more focused on Russia, whereas we as the United States, as much as we care about our friends in the Ukraine, we got to be 10 times more concerned about China. You're absolutely right. And, you know, they don't allow TikTok in China. They don't, they're not pushing this woke agenda in China. And they not only have taken over our airspace, our farmland, our ports, our universities, Hollywood, our businesses, they are, the, and then you talk about the missiles. That you just you just referred to, and that's what Shane, our son, was involved with the technology that would advance military applications so far beyond what what they had. It's called GAN technology, and that's what they were trying to steal from my son and why he was murdered. And please, Montanans, we need to take this seriously. We need to fight. 
Well, now uh, now the uh, communist Chinese are saying, oh, hey, give us our spy balloon back. Uh, that's a weather balloon. We want it back. How dare you try to exploit this? I made the point yesterday when Rob O'Neill and our Navy SEALs went in and took out Osama bin Laden. You remember one of the helicopters had a hard landing. They had to blow it up in place and leave one of the helicopters behind. Who was on the ground the next morning? exploiting our helicopter and the radar technology on board in Pakistan. It was the Chinese. They were there already on the ground trying to exploit our helicopter after we just took out a terror mastermind, Osama bin Laden. That's right. That's right. And the Washington Times said on February 6th that China, you know, issued the threat over the balloon after it was shot down, and there was no apology. This threat is you know, bipartisan, and it needs to be handled by both sides. That's right. Mary Todd, always an honor to catch up with you. Keep up the fight. Keep speaking out. Uh, you're such an inspiration, you and your whole family. Uh, what else do you want to tell folks before we get to our next break here? Well, I want to tell folks that God is good. He's in charge. We know the end of the story. So keep praying for our nation. Pray for our great state and do your best to help situation that's right thanks for that reminder about the hope that we that we know uh, truly uh, remains and, and continues speaking of that yeah. do you guys you you had a, a church uh, there in the flathead where people mm-hmm. could could fly in they could land their airplane on a little airstrip <laughs> and then show up for church Are you, do you still have that we do not it was called the hangar church and people would fly in or come in and they could bring their dogs and their guns and we had church every sunday night with a meal we have since sold the bed and breakfast, and our church now is in Kalispell. That's that's great. Where can folks go see you? It's called Purpose Church, and it's it's right in Kalispell on Wyoming Street, and it's an awesome church. Very cool. Well, I, I've got a friend in, in Billings. He uh, he uh, he actually hops in a little a little plane. Don't know if it's a two seater or a four seater, and then he'll go do church services out near out near Jordan, Montana. And uh, nice. so pretty pretty cool deal. Because uh, yeah, I mean, getting out there in the countryside, you know, it's it's hard to find find folks across the board, uh, pastors or you name it. Mary Todd, always an honor. Thanks so much for your time. Thanks for speaking out. Uh, by the way, this full audio uh, will be on our Montana Talks podcast. So if you want to share what you just heard from Mary Todd with your friends, they need to hear what she has to say. They need to be reminded about this. Maybe now they're finally paying attention after the the uh, intimidation balloon was overhead last week. So now tell them, hey, guys, this is what we've been trying to tell you now for the last 10 years. Or maybe that sounds a little too pointed. Maybe just say, hey, listen to what this woman has to say. All right. Yeah, that'll be on our Montana Talks podcast on the app or at MontanaTalks.com, probably within the next hour you can start sharing that with your friends all right coming up what is this uh what is the big agreement that was just brokered between uh, the farm bureau federation and john deere that story next State of Montana, from the peaks of the Beartooth to the banks of the Clark Fork River. 
This is Montana Talks with Karen Flint. All right. Uh, I do want to play later uh, this hour, I want to play a portion of Arkansas Governor Sarah Huckabee Sanders' response to the State of the Union address last night. I thought she absolutely nailed it. She nailed it with compassion and with composure compared to uh, the White House where uh, there was just this outright lack of decorum. He was taking shots at the at the Republicans from the from the rostrum and, and just did lacked the dignity and the decorum I believe a State of the Union address should have had. Uh, but we'll get to more of those highlights. Here's here's one though, real quick before we uh, we uh, uh, chat with our guest here. Uh, this was uh, Sarah Huckabee Sanders right out the gate. I thought I thought she just summed up. Joe Biden's uh, hour uh, and a half long speech with this. Being a mom to three young children taught me not to believe every story I hear. So forgive me for not believing much of anything I heard tonight from President Biden. She also talked about being one of the youngest women leaders in the country compared to Joe Biden now being the oldest American president ever. But she also talked about how he has been basically he he has allowed his administration be take, to be taken over uh, by this. I'm the first woman to lead my state, and he's the first man to surrender his presidency to a woke mob that can't even tell you what a woman is. All right. Yes, Sarah Huckabee Sanders. I'll play more of her comments here uh, later this hour. Got a message regarding China in our conversation with Mary Todd in the first half hour of the program. Uh, Jesse and Shelby says this. This administration and all politicians who sold us out to China should be in prison for treason. Then the rest of us need to read the Constitution to remind them how it works and who they work for. Uh, thanks to Jesse and Shelby for listening. Thanks for that message. All right. Well, let's uh, jump right into it here with our next guest. Cindy Johnson is the president of the Montana Farm Bureau Federation. Madam President, great to have you on the show this morning. Thanks for, uh, for calling in. Well, thank you very much. I am honored to be here. Yeah. Uh, first off, uh, how, how have things been going before we talk about this specific story from the uh, Montana Farm Bureau standpoint? How, how's it been since you've taken over as president? Oh, it's been um, an amazing experience. The Montana Farm Bureau Federation is a very strong ag advocacy organization, and they they have an incredible staff. They do an amazing job representing Montana agriculture, both in Washington, D.C., and here in Montana, and we are we just wrapped up our calling on the Capitol event here in the Capitol. We had about 50 Farm Bureau members in attendance at the Capitol, um, being with their representatives and senators and sitting in on hearings and getting really up close and personal with how the whole process works. Yeah, and I know uh, some of the issues in the state legislature, uh, water rights issues and uh, w what to do with a potential water court versus district courts. I, the gr delisting of the grizzly bear has been a big conversation. I know uh, your folks have been involved in as well. Uh, one big topic of conversation, and we've actually done a couple of, of uh, live shows uh, on this very topic. We did our show from Whitefish last October and then uh, either the October before that or two Octobers before that, but we did a full show where we talked about this whole right to repair 
conversation specifically with regard to farm equipment and we had we had a representative from the farm bureau from the grain growers from the montana equipment dealers we had various equipment dealers that were there whether it's john deere or uh or you know some of the other dealerships uh case uh you know torgerson's uh you name it and so anyway apparently the the american farm bureau federation and john deere have now signed a memorandum of understanding to ensure that farmers and ranchers have the right to repair their own farm equipment. How big of a deal is this MOU that was just signed at the Farm Bureau Convention in Puerto Rico? It's a really big deal for the American farmers and ranchers. You you know, it's one thing that we've struggled with as technology advances. We had less and less opportunity to repair our own equipment. And the American Farm Bureau worked for several years with John Deere in negotiations to try to make this a something that everybody can live with, something that protects farmers and ranchers, and it protects intellectual property. And it is kind of designed to be able to react to situations as they come up so that it's a a continual negotiation. They intend to meet every six months, you know, to review how it's going, what's working, what's not, and do some tweaks. And they're also leading the industry. You know, John Deere, and because they stepped up and they're willing to actually do something instead of just talk about it. Yeah. Well, you know, and it seemed like, you know, kind of summarizing some of our conversations is it comes down to a certain extent between the right to repair equipment, whereas some people, they want the right to modify their equipment. But if you modify that equipment, it could jeopardize the long-term integrity of that equipment, which, as you pointed out, is very highly technical. You mean talk about computers on board. These uh, these combines anymore are basically massive computers that are that are crisscrossing the Montana landscape. And so 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 that's where that's where I know some of the the dealership side of the folks uh, of the house have, have tried to make the point like hey we, we support right to repair and we're and, and we're constantly trying to deliver on that front it's it's the right to modify where things get tricky exactly and why would you modify something that's working unless you, you, you always have that opportunity to work with your dealer to correct mistakes that seem to appear you know in your equipment that's always been available to you the problem is Some people don't want to have to pay for that kind of repair. You know, they want to be able to do it themselves. They figure they're they're technical enough. They should be able to just tweak it here and there and get it to do what they want it to. But the integrity of the machinery exactly is very, very critical. So with the signing of this MOU, what does this mean for, you know, Montana farmers and ranchers moving forward? What additional tools does it put into their hands as they're seeking the ability uh, to repair their own equipment? Well, it gives us access to information. It gives us access to software to be able to diagnose and um, access to repair codes so that we understand what's going on with our equipment and what probably needs to be fixed. We'll have access to operator manuals, um, manuals that, that describe the parts and the kind of service that's required. Um, we'll have an opportunity to purchase diagnostic um, equipment directly from our dealerships. And that's always been something that's in the works. They're trying hard to, you know, John Deere's been working on this ever since the beginning of time, trying to make things um, better and better. And we've had access to a, a product called Service Advisor from John Deere 
for quite a while, and that gave us a relationship. But now our relationship is even more enhanced. Well, it, it just makes sense too. I mean, frankly, with you know, the, with the shortage on parts and the supply chain issues that have been facing our economy, plaguing our economy now for a couple of years in particular, combined with staffing issues, staffing shortages, is hey, you, you put those diagnostic tools and that software capability directly into the hands of these farmers and ranchers. Well, if if they can diagnose it and then make the fix right then and there, they they get back up and running sooner. Uh, they don't have that down. They don't have that downtime. But then on top of that, like you know, your technicians uh, have the time back at the shop to focus on on things that that really do need a hands-on technician to to get on on this equipment. Absolutely. In our experience in the last five years, we had to replace a a, a small part on the in the hopper of our combine. The technician, we were able to install the part, but the technician had to come out to our farm and spend five hours hooking his computer up to the computer in the combine to run a, a reset process after the, after the installation of the part. So, this, you know, that part of this MOU gives us new access to that service advisor um, software, and um, so we can have a direct interface from our equipment to, the, to our computers. And we can basically visit in virtual time with help online in the field, no matter where we are. So that's a pretty cool option. That's great. And and you, uh, your farm's in. Uh, you're from Conrad, Montana, originally, right? Well, that's where we we farm. Still got we your farm, farm there, yeah. Of, yeah, east of Conrad. I, I'm in. The, I'm the combine driver, but I couldn't perform any technical service. That's for Archer. <laughs> I can change. I can change a guard on the header. That's it. <laughs> well, you're, you're you're a lot more useful than me. I mean, I've I've driven a combine, but uh, but don't don't ask me to try to fix something. There, that's what that's what those experts are for. That's for sure. All right, Cindy Johnson, president of the Montana Farm Bureau Federation. Great to catch up with you. Look look forward to catching up with you again down the road. Great. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, appreciate your time. And, uh, yeah, and keep us posted on any of the developments at the Montana legislature. And also spread the word to your uh, Dawson County, uh, Fallon County, Richland County Farm Bureau friends, because we're going to be live from the Glendive Agri-Trade Expo this Friday. So uh, I'll be mic'd up as early as 8 o'clock in the morning. So uh, send your Farm Bureau friends uh, down to the gate show to come say hello and uh, join us on the microphone as well. Quick break, State of the Union highlights and more come up right after this. Your morning cup of Sean. This is the Sean Hannity Morning Minute. Then the big lie. Oh, this is Donald Trump. He had three incidents. Three. You know, we've been able to piece it together long after the fact. Now, they were minor incursions. They didn't last very long, but three of them we've been able to discover. Show me the satellite imaging that backs up that claim because I don't believe a word of it. There's not a single person that worked for Donald Trump, not one, that worked in intelligence or defense ever heard about it. Every single person from John Ratcliffe to Mike Pompeo to Mark Esper to John Bolton, and it goes on and on and on. Chris Miller, they all said the same thing. Even Steve Daines in Montana said Biden should have shot the Chinese balloon down in Montana. Never mind Alaska. The conservative underground meets later today on the Sean Hannity Show. My brother-in-law died suddenly. And now my sister and her kids have to sell their home. 
That's why I told my husband we could not put off getting life insurance any longer. An agent offered us a 10-year, $500,000 policy for nearly $50 a month. Then we called SelectQuote. SelectQuote found us identical coverage for only $19 a month, a savings of $369 a year. Whether you need a $500,000 policy or a $5 million policy, Select Quote could save you more than 50% on term life insurance. For your free quote, call Select Quote at 1-800-863-5858. That's 1-800-863-5858 or go to selectquote.com. 1-800-863-5858. That's 1-800-863-5858. Equipment Services. Call 406 201 7711. Check out their drone footage online at bdequipmentblgs.com. The spy balloon fallout, the State of the Union address, House Bill 303, an update on that front from the Montana legislature, covered a lot of ground with Tuesday's Montana Talks coming up Wednesday. We'll have the phone lines open for you. And then later in the week, live from Glendive, back in Glendive for the Gate Show this Friday. Looking forward to seeing all of our clean nose, healthy life. Broadcasting from the Grizzly Gold and Silver Studios, trusted by the Northwest, Montana owned. Online at grizzlygoldandsilver.com. Broadcasting live across the great state of Montana, this is Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. So I said this uh, via Twitter earlier this morning, the real State of the Union was delivered last night by Governor Sarah Huckabee Sanders with compassion and composure. The other speech lacked dignity and decorum with a White House bent on attacking fellow Americans. Now, if you don't think, uh, if, if, you, if you think I'm exaggerating that we have a White House that is attacking fellow Americans, well, listen to this soundbite from Joe Biden. Ban assault weapons now. Ban them now. Once and for all. He's attacking you and your gun rights. And liberal Senator John Tester was laughing about it all. There he is with a big smile on his face, shaking Joe Biden's hand after the speech. Go to Twitter.com slash Aaron Flint uh, to see that photo and more. Uh, this was the, the point though, where his speech really, uh, truly showed that lack of de- decorum. Instead of making the wealthy pay their fair share, some Republicans, some Republicans want Medicare and Social Security sunset. I'm not saying it's a majority. Yeah, the, the booze continued. Then he starts bickering back and forth from the rostrum. He was straight up lying, and they were right to call him out for it. This was the most laughable moment of the night. I said, we're going to need oil for at least another decade, and that's going to exceed <laughs> and beyond that. We're going to need it. Oh, Production. man. Yeah, he was in the middle of his Hopi climate changey speech with climate alarmism when he said, we're going to need oil for at least a decade. Oh, gee, you think? You think? I mean, unbelievable. Get serious, would you? Here's part of what Sarah Huckabee Sanders had to say. I'll be the first to admit President Biden and I don't have a lot in common. I'm for freedom. He's for government control. At 40, I'm the youngest governor in the country. And at 80, he's the oldest president in American history. I'm the first woman to lead my state. 
And he's the first man to surrender his presidency to a woke mob that can't even tell you what a woman is. In the radical left's America, Washington taxes you and lights your hard-earned money on fire. But you get crushed with high gas prices, empty grocery shelves, and our children are taught to hate one another on account of their race, but not to love one another or our great country. Whether Joe Biden believes this madness or is simply too weak to resist it, his administration has been completely hijacked by the radical left. The dividing line in America is no longer between right or left. The choice is between normal or crazy. It's time for a new generation of Republican leadership. Upon taking office just a few weeks ago, I signed executive orders to ban CRT, racism, and indoctrination in our schools. Eliminate the use of derogatory term Latinx in our government, repealed COVID orders, and said never again to authoritarian mandates and shutdowns. Americans want common sense from their leaders. But in Washington, the Biden administration is doubling down on crazy. President Biden inherited the fastest economic recovery on record. The most secure border in history, cheap, abundant, homegrown energy, fast rising wages, a rebuilt military, and a world that was stable and at peace. But over the last two years, Democrats destroyed it all. All right. Well said by Sarah Huckabee Sanders. Her full speech is about 15 minutes or so, and it's definitely worth a watch if you get a chance to see it in full later today, if you missed it last night. All right. Quick break. We'll get your national news update in here on Montana Talks. And then phone lines are open for the nine o'clock hour. Anything and everything you want to talk about. And I think there's even a couple folks from Helena who already are planning on calling in as well. And and I tell them the same thing I tell you. Hey, phone lines are open. Call in if you want to be heard. 